Good evening, everybody. We are live here tonight. Yinging the podcast on YouTube, Riverside, Twitch, and Facebook, along with TikTok. We have TikTok always over on the side. So, welcome. Tonight's podcast is about empaths. Yeah. So. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we're we're gonna dive in, y'all. This is this is gonna be fun because you are speaking to to empaths. So that is actually what connected Sheena and I, and we'll get into that in a second. Before we start, as always, we need to go ahead and hit that disclosure again. TikTok, you won't hear it. Everyone else will. Maybe. Maybe. All right. So the disclosure won't play. So what I will do is go ahead and give you all that disclosure, more or less. (laughs) Ying Yang, the podcast is an opinion-based podcast, which means that we are not scientists. We have no backup information to give you or any statistics to provide you because we are not you know, scientists, um, we are literally people with opinions. And that is, this is an opinion-based podcast. So nothing that we say you can, you know, kind of run off with. We don't, we don't want you to do that. We want you to have an opinion too. Um, so we will jump right into what an empath is. All right. So Sheena, because I know that your discovery of being an empath was a lot later than mine. So I'm going to ask you, because this is a little more recent for you, what is your opinion of what an empath is? A highly sensitive person um, that is sensitive to other people's energies and emotions. Um, It can soak up people's energies and emotions and be affected by uh, what's going on around them. Right. Oh. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) It's not, and it's hard to explain to people that aren't an empath, um, the amount of energy that you can soak up. Um, Yes. It's a lot. The best way, and a lot of people don't even know that they're empaths. And that's the crazy part. Like, I remember when Sheena was going through what she was going through, Mm -hmm. and she probably thought I was a crazy person. This was like the third time I had ever met her, y'all. And she pulled up and you could tell that she was super anxious and she was having a really rough time and she was sitting in her car and she was like, I just can't deal with all this right now. You know, this is going on and, and everybody's emotions are like, I don't know why it's making me anxious. And I was like, girl, get out, take your shoes off and put your feet on the, on the grass. And she was like, what? And I was like, I know it sounds stupid when I say it out loud, <laughs> do it. <laughs> um, and she did it. And she was able to calm down. And that's called grounding yourself. Um, so empaths are so sensitive that their emotions um, are fed to them by other people's emotions. So if I'm hanging out with Sheena and Sheena just got some really bad news and she's emotional, whether she tells me or not, guess what? I'm going to feel it. And you can ask Sheena, there are times that I will call her out of nowhere and be like, yo, are you good? And she'll be like, no, not really. Why? And I'll be like, because I can feel it. 
Like my brain will be like, call her, call her, call her, call her. And I can't let that feeling go until I do. Um, and, but that's exactly what an empath is. And I know that it's hard for a lot of people to understand, but it's like this crazy bond that you get, that you can feel other people's emotions, um, but not just their emotions. You can feel their thoughts. Empaths are known to be quote, quote, psychic. Um, they know a lot of information that they have no idea how they know. But it's because their brains sponge up everything they hear, everything they see, um, and they don't even realize it. So, like, you might ask Sheena a random question, like, yo, what is this? And she might have the answer. And she didn't go to school for it. She didn't. She just knows because she heard it somewhere in passing, and we absorb everything around us. That's why I don't like to go to other people's houses. Like, I'm very spectacle about where I go because... I don't want to walk into your house. Like, in my anxious to think I was just uh, a butthole, I guess. It was, like, antisocial and, like, <laughs> didn't want to do anything. No, I don't want to go around all these people and have my energy. Yeah, he just did not understand me at all. And that's how you know that that person isn't an empath. Um, because one of the biggest things about empaths, so... They can read everyone. I oh, can man. tell you in the first three minutes of, and they don't even have to speak to me. They just have to be in my presence. But in the first three minutes, I can go, they're not a good person. Mm -hmm. And it might not be like something crazy. It might not be like, oh, they're an axe murderer, which is actually intriguing to me, by the way, guys. I love true crime. But um, <laughs> that... It could just be that they don't have good morals and they are not, they don't have your best interests at heart. Mm -hmm. And it sucks being that way because you learn through life to shut up about it and you really don't want to. I have right. told multiple people like, hey, that person's no good for you. And they get mad at me for it. Yeah, now and no, I, know. I just don't say anything. Right. Unless, because... unless they bring it up and I'll be like, oh, okay. Um, and then I'll say something, but if they don't take heed, then I, I won't push the issue. Right. Right. Well, and even then it's hard to say stuff. Like, I can tell you, I never tell my significant other if one of their friends is trash. Um, because, oh man, I can feel that one. And it's strong oh, yes. because I'm so attached to my significant other. Oh, I know you get it. Because, oh, yes. you know, when you're out with your significant other, he pulls up and he's like, oh, this is my boy. And your head is going, nah, man, that's not nah. your boy. <laughs> no, like, that actually did happen recently. Like, I had met one of his friends and I'm like, got a really good, well, I met two of them. One of them I got a good, sincere vibe from. And I was like, he's he's a good person. He, he'll have his back in situations but the other one is i got a shady like he seemed real shady and it's like this week right here my boyfriend told me it was something shady he did and i was like see i just knew it like he just had that shady vibe to him so that was part of what i think so like everyone knows that i've talked about my ex-husband on here and how he was convinced that i worked for the government um in secret <laughs> and that's what it is but Secret um, that agent. was one of the well he and he thought my best friend I know was my handler <sighs> because I talked to her so often and I was like I talked to her so often because she's my best friend that's what best friends do but um anyways like 
he would bring people around. And at the time I was running a newspaper, you know, I had my own newspaper. I was running it by myself. I was printing on my own. I was printing at home. I was cutting them. I was folding them. I was delivering them completely running my own newspaper. And he brought someone around to assist him in his home remodeling business. And I was like, yo, that guy is shady. And he was like, what do you mean by shady? I was like, he's a snitch. And not that I care about that in really a business world, but I care about that because I knew his personal life. You know what I mean? And so I was like, listen, that dude's a snitch. You need to stay away from him. He's going to get you in trouble. And he was like, nah, nah. Man, it wasn't even a month later. And then he came to me and instead of him being like, oh man, you were right. Your vibes were on point. He was like, how did you know that? Is he in a system somewhere that you have access to because you work for the government? And I was just like, uh, no, I just felt it. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, but that's, it's really hard to explain to someone that's not an empath how you feel as an empath but i do want to explain something that a lot of well try to explain the empath to some people who don't understand the empath (laughs) well because you sound crazy like hey i can (laughs) feel what your friend is going to do to you i can feel that this person doesn't have good intentions for you and you know how do you explain that to somebody no like and people will never take you seriously neither right like, I remember when I first met your significant other, I was like, nah, he's cool because his vibes were okay. You know, it wasn't no. And so even when the two of you may have gotten into tips or arguments over the years, it's been like, but I still don't see any negative intentions. I don't feel that from him. You know, mm-hmm. he's sincere. He's just not good with communication. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's, that's, mine's the same way. You know, he's sincere. If, if he doesn't answer my phone call nine times out of 10, he's sleeping. So <laughs> I don't have to really <laughs> worry about anything except for his sleep schedule. Um, and I just want to give a shout out really quick to Josh Lamberti, who is liking our, our TikTok over and over, which is also, you know, jumping up our views and jumping up our um, numbers on TikTok. So, Mr. Lamberti, we appreciate you. Um, yes, sure do. So, one of the biggest things that I recently learned about impasse, and when I say recent guys, you know, I took psychology in college. I'm not, and just so you know, they don't teach you about empaths. Um, (laughs) So, which is part of the reason why I wanted to take psychology, because I wanted to know why my brain is the way that it is. Um, Did you figure it out? I don't even know if I want to tell you all this. (laughs) Because I did figure it out, and and it was through therapy. Um, And... It sucks because, you know, when I found out I was an empath, I figured it out in my 20s and it was very overwhelming and everywhere I went, everybody, I could just absorb everybody's information and I had to learn to observe and not absorb, which is a really hard technique to get to. But more or less, you have to get your mind so strong that where you can go in public and not feel things, Um, you have to separate 
things like, like when I'm at work, I have to completely pull my emotions out of the situation and be business. Because if I put any emotion in, I'm going to start absorbing everybody's. And, you know, I work in property management. You know, I have multiple properties. If I absorb all of my tenants' emotions, I'm going to come home miserable crying every single day. So I work really hard not to absorb and just observe. But in recent therapy, which I went, I started some trauma therapy, and this was a couple years ago. um, But in that trauma therapy, I found out that the reason empaths exist. (sighs) All right, I'm going to just tell y'all. So if you're an empath, it means that at one point in your life, you went through trauma that was so severe, typically as a child, that it forced you to have to understand and predict people's behavior prior to um, meeting them or knowing them or even them speaking in order to protect yourself and keep yourself safe. So that means at some point in your life, you felt so unsafe that you had to teach your brain to understand people and their emotions so that you were able to more or less save yourself from getting hurt again. Um, This is very typical in people who have been sexually abused as children that have been abandoned as children or have been physically abused as children. So when you meet a fellow empath, nine times out of 10, y'all had very similar childhoods. And even if you don't tell your story, even if nobody knows your story, an empath, as soon as you announce that you're in it, well, and an empath can tell another empath. So as an empath, you can't, I can read anybody. I can walk in a room and I can tell you who's good, who's not, etc. However, an empath is unable to read another empath. That's how you know that people are empaths. Like when I first met Sheena, I was like, dang, his sister hates me. Um, and he was like, nah, he was like, no, that's just her face. And I was like, what do you mean? It's just her face. And he was like, he was like, she always looks mad. It's just who she is. <laughs> And at first, I didn't believe him. I was like, no. I was like, I can't read her. She's just always angry when I'm around her. But it's because her guard's up because she's an empath so that other people can't read her. I'm um, anticipating everybody's moves. Right, right. And well, and she was probably over there going, I don't like this heifer. And I only say this because she couldn't read me. Mm-hmm. You know, she had no idea what my intentions were. I was just some random girl that started dating her brother. And she was like, who is this white girl that's just around all the time now? <laughs> um, and because I did, like when I, when I met my boyfriend, I practically was at his house daily after that. So no, I was like, I wonder if we can be friends. (laughs) Oh, that's sweet. See, and I couldn't even tell that because because you do have a very good RBF, um, like the best RBF in the world. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and I don't know how you do it. I want you to teach me because I'm the opposite. Like I always look like I'm really happy when people come around. 
Like people are like, oh man, she doesn't have a care in the world. And I'm just sitting here going, if only you knew my life is falling apart. <laughs> That's that hippie in you. Like you had that, I'm good vibe all the time. Like everything's good. I'm happy all the time. That's because no matter how bad life gets, I mean, screw it. You got to deal with it anyway. It's just. Yeah, I'm learning that. That's, I'm going to turn you into a hippie. Don't don't you worry, Sheena. It's in my You my have a hippie dudes. 101 class I can take? Listen, I should have a hippie 101 <laughs> class. I really should. Like, I mean, I wouldn't really teach all anything except acceptance and love because that's <laughs> all being a hippie is. Like, I don't, I don't judge anybody on their past. I don't care about your past. I care about who you are right now. And, you know, anybody that I've ever loved, I will always love. Um, and yeah, sorry, I'm looking at a couple of Facebook comments I missed and it looks like, you know, there's some people on here. Miss Robinson is on here saying that that's why she, she always feels that way at times. And yes, I mean, a lot of people have no idea that they're an empath. Um, <laughs> it comes to you over time. I can tell you though, the best thing I did for myself was learning about what empaths need and if you're an empath you need to ground yourself there is and and you can't do it in the winter man it's too cold um so so i know so the winter always becomes a struggle for empaths that's why you you a lot of empaths get like seasonal depression and the holidays are really hard for them because during the winter months, there's not a way for you to ground yourself. Whereas an empath, you have to have that grounding. You have to be around nature. And that's also why as an empath, things like the beach because of water and putting your feet in the sand, why you love those things. I love water. Oh my God. Yeah. I love being around water. And that's, that's part of the reason why I love where I live because there's like waterfalls everywhere around us. Really? So, see, and that's why I keep trying to get you to come out here. But I know it's winter and you can't come now. Um, but this summer you got to come out here so I can take you to a few because they're like, I have like four waterfalls within twenty minutes of my house. Um, all right, so, I'm coming June fifteenth, and we're all look at waterfalls. So, what's on June? What's June fifteenth? I'm coming to the mountains. But why Why such a random day? Like, what made you pick know. that day? I picked the first day that came to my head. All right. Well, let me put it on my calendar. Is that a weekend? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> um, okay. So, all right. So, if it's not a weekend, I have to put in for June 15th off. Um, <laughs> no. Um, Sheena can't come during the week either. She got to work, too. Um, yeah. For now. Um, but that's. You have to ground yourself. And by grounding, I mean putting your bare feet directly on ground. They need to touch dirt. That is how you release everybody else's opinions, problems, and emotions out of your body. So let's say you're at a moment like, okay, here, I'll give you a perfect example. Work. You have no choice at work but to end up absorbing some of your coworkers' emotions. It happens because work is such a high emotion thing and everybody's just trying to move up the next level. So you absorb those. I'm telling you, man, at work, 
when you get overwhelmed and everybody's calling you and everybody's stressing you out and nobody's listening to what you're saying and you have 3,000 things on your plate and you get a phone call for that one thing that's just going to take you over the top, take your butt outside and plant your feet on some dirt. And you know what? If it's that bad in the winter, buy some soil, lay it on a plastic bag in your house and stand on it. Because that's the only thing that's going to remove those feelings completely out of your body. You got that's a to good idea. So I actually just thought of that just now. I don't even know if it would actually work, but I know that dirt works. So maybe in the summertime you get yourself a little, you know, you know those little like um hospital trays that you get when you go to the hospital. I was thinking little- like the little kitty litter trays. Yeah, so something like that and get yourself some dirt out of your yard, then you'll probably, it'll probably do that much better for you. But if you don't have access, like if it's tomorrow, you know, it's too cold to get some dirt from outside right now. Um, you will have some frozen dirt in your house. Um, but soil, you know, run up and get some local dirt from a local place. But it needs to be local. Um, another thing to help impasse that a lot of people don't talk about is local honey. Local honey will help to kind of clear you or cleanse you or, or move you inside. Um, but it needs to be local to where you're living. And that's the biggest thing. Empaths, when they choose to live wherever they live, and that's why you won't find as many empaths in the city as you will on the outskirts. Because cities are too much for us. It's too much noise. Um, as an empath, you can get what they call um, sensory overload. Oh, yeah. See, (laughs) so, um, and it comes out of nowhere and you can't control it, but it's because you're not grounded. Girl, I can't even think how many times that I just been sitting here or doing something and I get this overwhelming feeling that I want to cry. Well, I'll just bust out crying somewhere and my significant other will be looking at me like, what's wrong? I don't know. I really don't know what's wrong. I just <laughs> feel like I'm bawling my eyes out is what I need to do. And I don't know why. So I can explain that to you. <laughs> that means that somebody that is like one of your empath connections, and I don't know how many empaths you associate with, but one of your empath connections is having a rough time with something. And one of the biggest things as impasse is we don't reach out to people. We took we tuck everything inside and we just mm. keep moving because we know how other people's emotions feel to us. So we don't want to place that burden on other people. So if people can't read us, we don't tell them, oh, listen, man, I'm struggling emotionally today. This is what's going on. So. Those are the moments like that feeling like you were just describing. Remember that mm-hmm. day I called you and I was like, hey, are you good? And you were like, well, not really. Let me tell you what's going on. That's all morning that morning. I Not only did I have a dream about Sheena, but I woke up that morning and 
my brain was screaming at me. Like I was so emotional. I was like, I was like watching the videos where the soldiers come home and surprise their loved ones. <laughs> and so I'm like watching these videos. I'm crying my eyes out and my brain is still going, Sheena, Sheena, Sheena. And so I was like, okay, let me just call her. And she wasn't okay. But that's, that's what it is. When you have those uncontrollable emotions, one of your empath connections, because once an empath starts to, and you, it could just be one time, you could meet an empath one time. And if that conversation was strong enough or that bond was strong enough, you will be connected to that person the rest of your life. So you have to be really careful who you let in your circle as an empath also. Um, you because your body too. Yes. Transfer of energy is the realest thing. And I don't know why people don't understand. That's why I don't shake hands. Unless I'm forced to, I don't shake hands with people. Because a transfer of energy is the realest feeling in the world as an empath. Right. That's why, like, I remember... um in my early 20s, when I used to have a roommate with my best, I used to, me and my best friend used to have an apartment together. And we had a girls' night, and they were all sitting down talking about, like, you know, their one night stands. They did this and they did that. And I'm sitting there just listening. And I'm like, they look at me because I'm not saying anything. And they were like, what's well, your time? What was your, uh, you know, your experience about your first, you know, one night stand? And I was like, I never had one. I cannot get close to people like that, and I cannot, like, let people in. I didn't know why at that moment, because at that time, I didn't know I was an empath, but I didn't know much about empath, but, like, I was so protected of my energy, like, I wouldn't even let anybody touch me, or, you know, go in other people's houses, and you know I wouldn't, like, let a stranger, like, you know, lay down with one, so it's like, no, no. It was like, really? You haven't done that? No, because, like, I don't need that type of energy. Because <laughs> I will right. latch on, yeah. And, like, all of, I would absorb all of their energy. And, like, no, I couldn't, like, you couldn't get near me to touch me. Because I didn't want to, unless I was comfortable enough with you, because I knew I was going to absorb all of your energy. And that was before you realized you were an empath, right? Mm-hmm. See, that's crazy to me, because I can tell you, you know, Prior to me knowing, I had no idea what to expect. Um, it's like you unlock this secret chamber in your brain that other people haven't unlocked yet. <laughs> and um, it's weird to say out loud, but that's how it feels. Um, but when you first start to realize you're an empath, and you can ask Sheena, she went through this just a few years ago when she found out. Um, it feels like you're going crazy. You have no idea why you're feeling like this. You're super overwhelmed. Your life feels like it's falling apart. Even when it's not. Even when you're safe and you're alive and you can even be thriving, but you feel like your life is falling apart. I was in my 20s. It's I was fear. in my prime. I had, I don't want to say I had a decent boyfriend because up until my current relationship, I never really had a decent boyfriend. But, um, you know, I, but I was, I was at an age where I should have been enjoying every moment of my life. And I was super overwhelmed and nobody would tell me what was going on. And I can tell you actually what made me go something's different. Um, so this is going to be new information for a lot of you. 
But I started to see people with slight colors around them. And I know that sounds a little cuckoo to people that don't understand. And I accept that. Um, but I would see somebody and I'd be like, man, that's weird. They kind of glow like yellow or, oh man, that person glows like red. And then I was starting to realize that the people that were glowing red were the people that I was getting really bad vibes from and they would throw off my brain and they would overwhelm me and, and I would get sensory overload when I was in their presence and stuff like that. And so I thought I was losing it. I thought I was like going cuckoo. Um, and then I met this girl and she didn't even tell me that I was an empath. She handed mm-hmm. me five crystals and she said, put these in your bag, never take them out. And I did that. And for weeks, I was so much calmer. Nobody with the red aura was coming around me. Life was getting, you know, stably now. And then I changed purses and I didn't move the crystals. And things started to go weird again. And so at that point, I was like, listen, that that lady was a witch. She put a curse on me. (laughs) Um, But of course, I made the crystals. She was, but she didn't tell me anything. So then I I moved the crystals over. And, you know, that's when back then was when, you know, Google was starting to get important. I actually think that I was using Yahoo back then. Yeah, I think everybody was on Yahoo before Google. Um, so I was on Yahoo and I, um, I Googled it. I was like, why would some lady give me crystals when I'm overwhelmed? And some, and it said right in there, are you an empath? And I'll, and I took the test. There was a test and I took the Ooh, test really? and it told me I was an I'm empath. About to search. Are you an empath test? Yeah. Tell us what some of the questions are. If you search it, that's a good idea. I'm just putting my hood up y'all because it's like 15 degrees out here. And, oh, there um, is a test. I have to run. Oh, I just knocked my microphone over, guys. I can't run my heat when I'm on my podcast or y'all wouldn't be able to hear me. So oh, that's so why I'm cold. all bundled up. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a little cold in here. My ears are cold. So I'm trying to pull my hood up. There we go. Um. Oh, so there's 15 questions. All right. What's the first question? I feel emotional when I see someone crying. Ooh. So that's a good one. Think about it, guys. I mean, you feel other people's emotions. I just grabbed my crystal. This is a crystal oh, that yes. I got out of Dallas, Georgia, guys. I had um one. I need to get some more crystals. I have a I need to keep strange one abundance. In my... Yeah, I need to get one and keep on me at all times. I also... I also have rocks by me everywhere I go because I rub rocks because that also helps ground you. Rub oh, rocks, rocks, guys. guys yeah, I rock. need to need to uh, research some grounding techniques. Yeah, All right, rocks so the will second help one. You. All right, second is, question. I feel happy when someone I care about gets good news. All right. Okay. Okay. So what's the third question? Because we're about to tell everybody's about to be like, dang, I'm an empath. Right. And the third one is I think about other people and their problems, even when I'm not with them. And the answers are disagree, somewhat agree, or strongly agree. All right. All right. So the fourth one, I can usually tell when someone is upset, even if they don't say so. 
Okay. Yep. And that's even over the phone, guys. Like someone mm-hmm. can call you and you could be like, ooh, they're not doing well. Or ooh, they're mad. I'm about to get mm-hmm. yelled at. So go right. ahead. I can look, yeah, I could look at someone and just feel their energy and tell me if they're in a good mood or what kind of vibe that is. I even got to the point where my ex, like I could just look at him. He couldn't even open his mouth, and I could tell if he was about to lie just before the energy that he was giving off. <laughs> I'm like, don't even say nothing, because I already know it's going to be a lie. Like, <laughs> right. right. So I will tell you the hardest part about being an empath and dealing with those that part is with a significant other. Mm-hmm. Because you can't tell your significant other hey, I can tell you're mad because then they're going to be like, well, how? You don't know. And then it's an argument. Right. Um, But like, I can can always tell. Yeah, I can always. Well, so I don't have to worry about the line with my significant other because even if he was to try, he's horrible at it. Um, But, and and Sheena could probably testify to that. Um, But he like smiles and laughs when he tries to lie. Um, But he, um, but I will be like, hey, I can tell you're not in a good mood. And he'll be, I'm in a fine mood. Well, then why did you respond like that? <laughs> like, I can tell. <laughs> Just say, like, hey, the game's making me mad. Or, or you're, you know, like, I'm you're, frustrated you're because the dog, won't, <laughs> yeah, the dog won't quit bothering me today. You know? <laughs> but things like that. And But you can't help that. You just know. You know everything. But go ahead. Next question. Uh, number five, if someone I know is in distress, my first instinct is to help them in any way I can. With that statement, I just want to put out there, and I need to stress this to every single one of you out there. Stop putting yourself on fire to keep other people warm. It is not your job to fix everyone. Focus on self. Self Self-fixation, guys. Self-fixation. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're fine. If I saw a stranger on the street fall down, my instinct would be to go help them. Okay. So this, I think that question is a hard one because in the beginning, yes, I would have. But now that I know about transfer of energy... I don't like to touch other people unless I have to mm-hmm. because I don't want their energy. I don't want their problems. That part. Right. Because like, that's energy yeah. comes with problems. <laughs> you won't have the people come up to me. They want, they want you to hug them and to no, 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 no. Like if you're not completely right in your life, don't hug me. Right. Yeah, well, and then I don't even know if I want your hug either because I don't want to transfer any of my negative energy into your life. (laughs) Oh, yes. Energy is such an important uh, factor. All right. So people often come to see me with their problems. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, that's you become the relationship advice person, the the life Everybody. advice, the business advice, every advice you can think of. People are like, hey, can you help me with this? No, I can't. It is 3 a.m. I don't care what your brain is saying. Girl, Leave me alone. Ever since <laughs> high school, people were coming to me like I was a therapist. Like, dude. Okay. Anyway, when someone is discussing someone. Well, let me start over. When someone is discussing something emotional to them. Or appears to be in emotional distress, I give them my full attention. 
you can't help it. So I don't want to say that's not true because you can't help it at all. However, you can stop it. You just got to learn to train yourself. And I'm telling you, you know, I don't know how to stress the people enough. Like people make fun of me because if you look in my car, I have a bag of rocks. If you look in my office, I have a bag of rocks. I have rocks all throughout my entire house. I have one next to me at all times. This thing helps me not transfer energy. Oh, and I need to uh, carry the one you gave me uh, with me all the time. Just put it, yeah, just put it in your pocket or put it in your purse and grab it when people are around you. I can tell you that my favorite place to have it is in my pocket at the grocery store because people get too close to you at the grocery, grocery store. There's too much <laughs> right? going on at the grocery store. Like, really, it's sensory like, overload every time. Right. I have to prepare myself. I need a couple days. Like, I would be like, like this, like I'll tell my uh, Adam, like, okay, what you want from the store? Like, I need a week notice. Like, can't be like, go to the store and get me some. No, I need need you to give me a couple of days, okay? That's that's so funny. Right before the podcast, I said to um your brother, I was like, hey, I'm going to be out of town for a few days because I'm going out of town for work. I was like, if there's anything you need from the store, I need to know like now so that I can prep before Monday to go. <laughs> Right. Okay, number nine. When someone is having problems, I rarely feel annoyance or frustration. I rarely feel, is that? Yeah. Well, I mean, no, because you empathize with whoever's having the problem. Mm -hmm. What's annoying is later on trying to get rid of their energy. Yeah, I put disagree because, like, when someone is having... Well, when someone is having problems, I rarely feel annoyance or frustration. See, I don't think that you feel annoyance or frustration at first. I think that comes later when their energy has been transferred. When it first happens, I want to help them. I want to save them. Right. So I would agree with that. They really worded that do. really weird, though. Yeah, yeah, they did. I had to really look at it. Like, they didn't click like till the second time. I was like, wait a minute, that's wrong. I rarely do something before considering how it might affect those around me. Yes. Yeah, no, that's absolutely you. Second guess. Listen, y'all. Sheena, Sheena plans everything in her life. If you, if it's not planned out, and she that's will another call reason. you. That's another reason me and my uh, ex kept button heads because he was spontaneous. He wanted to do everything on the whim. And I was like, no, I need to plan. I need, this needs to be um, laid out. I need to end Hey, is your plans. mom like that? Does your mom like to plan things or is she a spontaneous? Yeah. No, if it's not planned, she's not going to do it. Then why is your brother not like that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'd be planning things months in advance, and he'd just be like, oh, wait, we're doing something today? <laughs> yes, 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 we are. Yes, it has to be a plan. I have to, it's like we're on this, uh, we're a crime buster team where we're going to rob somebody at some a bank or something. We need the, the blueprints and everything. Like, See, I listen, need the, plan, I would be the a- blueprint, <laughs> the getaway car. I need it all, like... <laughs> I would overplan the robbery. I would be the person that overplanned so much that they would find all of my plans. <laughs> yes, like I'd have it I'm on my a, Trello board or something. You know, my yes. Trello board would have all the bank information on it. Right. 
I said, we're going to get together. We're going to plan this robbery. The robbery's not going to be from two years from now because we need a less extensive time to plan. <laughs> It'll be on my Google calendar, like, um, meeting for robbery. <laughs> robbery is June 15, 2026. <laughs> Right. With the bank name and everything. So yeah, I'd be a horrible robber. <laughs> yeah, me too. Cause I have to I have to do extensive planning. Okay, anyway. I feel deeply troubled when I hear about tragic news that's unrelated to me. Yes, yeah, so that's why I don't watch the news. Yep, uh, me too. That's uh, why our current events are so strange, guys, when you watch our morning with the Mar- coffee with the Marie's. Because <laughs> we don't do we can't do really negative news. It hurts. It's hard to talk about. Oh, that's why I really don't look at them until um the podcast is because I don't want to absorb it before the podcast. Right. Um, Step 12. I'm at step 12. Number 12. <laughs> I'm naturally good at making someone feel better when they're upset. Yes. I have a sense of people's needs even when they don't explicitly state them. Oh my God. Yes. I tend to go out of my way for others, even if not acts of me. Oh, I'm being read like a book. I am, <laughs> I am able to understand how hard something might be for someone, even if it's not hard for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's that part. You, are, you have high empathy. <laughs> I am an empath. It says I am an empath. So that was a pretty cool test. So I didn't even know that the tests were still out there. I thought that mine was like from like I don't know, like teen magazine. There's a couple of different. You just you just have to Google empath quiz, and there's a couple of websites out there. The one Um, I just took was from Psych Central. Oh, okay. All right. It says you um you you scored within the 16th and above range. This means that you're an empath. You seem to have a full range when it comes to identifying, feeling, and comforting people's emotions. You're someone's. You're. You're someone have you're ugh, you're someone people often go to when they're upset because you're a good listener and give thoughtful advice as much as possible you go out your way to make other people's lives better yes that's why i have no life (laughs) that's how it feels as an empath though it feels like you're so you're so often soaking up everybody else's energy that you're never really you um until you become a hippie. Listen, the best thing I ever did for myself as an empath was start leaning towards the hippie world because being around nature and and just accepting people for who they are and accepting what's going on literally changed my life. Um, we need to have a hippie peace. road trip. Listen, I am an in if we can do use. Well, I want a hippie van. I want a tie dye van. Yes, and we should just go on a nature drive and go visit waterfalls up and down the listen i'm in we can so do it you just got to tell me the date so i can prepare my job for my absence (laughs) and sell our books along the way see that's a phenomenal idea um well y'all just heard what me and sheena are going to be working towards so you know, don't forget about those virtual coffees so that we can, you know, get our our, our hippie van. 
And yes. Because if so I'm going on the, a journey. Do the podcast uh, on the road. Right from the van. Yes. All right. So I wanted to go over with y'all some signs of an empath besides the test we just took. Um, these are signs that I posted on the page throughout the week just so that everyone could be aware. Um, so when others cry, you cry. We just talked about that. <laughs> You're a great listener. You treat pets like humans, y'all. I know that y'all understand this. And, and in fact, y'all have seen Sheena's mom's cat escape and come into her podcast thing while we were on a podcast before. Yo, animals just attract to me. Cats and dogs, like, they just be like, oh, she's a good person. I want to get next to her. My yeah. mom's cat just tries to be a part of my neck for some reason. She has to get so close, and I'd be like, "Girl, you can't, <laughs> can't get no breathe. closer. <laughs> like you're right, you're right here. Like, how, do you want to get inside my nose? Like, <laughs> she, she just be like all up in here. Like, I'll be like, I love you, but back up. Oh, that's so funny. Um, no, but I love pets. Like, if I can just have pets talk English, I would be like phenomenal. Like who's gonna teach my dog how to talk English? I would lose my stuff. So I'm convinced that my dog speaks Spanish. <laughs> and I know that, that sounds really stupid because she knows her name. But besides that, it's like it's like pulling teeth to get her to do stuff. But um for some reason when you say the same thing in Spanish, she's just like okay. So I'm convinced my dog speaks Spanish, which is weird because my parents, you know, my dad had her since she was like six or eight months old. So she's always been around English. You know, my dad didn't know Spanish. I don't even know Spanish. I just look the words up um, or I ask my best friend what they are. Um, but that's y'all. I am. I am. And I'm not sure why my hands are just they're doing too much. This conversation is exciting to me, I guess. How about to say, did you get some extra coffee in your life? or Listen, I, I have very strong coffee. We are drinking coffee right now from the Dominican Republic. Um, mixed with mushroom coffee. Which is so good. So good. Um, when you're an empath, you love hard and you think of people you haven't seen in years. So earlier, I think I said to y'all, when, so you love hard and you think of people you haven't seen in years. So I can give y'all the perfect example. Um, I, and I said this earlier, like if I ever loved you, I will always love you. And that's not, I'm not talking about a romantic love. You know, I don't exactly love those people from my past. Um, I don't want to say hate because that's a strong word, but despise. Um, revenge. I don't. I don't know. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to use those words. Okay. Um, speak good things. Good things happen. <laughs> so, but like for instance, you know, I had a lot of friends growing up, and now that me and Sheena have been doing this podcast and stuff, a lot of those people have been trying to come back into my life, and I did love them at some point as a friend. However, I don't. I'm not going to open up that door for those people again. There's a reason at some point or another that you push those people out of your life. You know, you grow beyond them 
or you push them out because they've done something that makes you go, no, that's not good for my mental health or, or me as an empath. Right. And so when you let those people go, you can love someone forever, love them forever and love them as they are. I'm, I'm okay with that, but you got to let them go. Because if something they have done has triggered you in that way, it'll always come back up. There's no way to let go of it. So my friends from my past have become my friends from my past for a reason. It doesn't mean I love them any less. I wish them all the best. I just have my hands off now. And that's, you got to do that for peace though. There's no other way to put it. Um, the next sign is that you absorb others' emotions easily, which we discussed with the test. Your emotions can be felt on a deep physical level. Sheena, mm-hmm. how many times have you gotten a headache out of nowhere? Too many I can count. I can't count. I've been suffering from headaches and migraines since my early 20s. and Because yeah. Sheena's been an empath her whole life and had no idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Because that's what it is. You feel it on a physical level. You can be sitting there and out of nowhere, you'll get gut pain. And there'll be nothing wrong with you. It'll be gut pain from your significant other because, you know, they for whatever reason, they ate something or they did something and it hurt them. Or someone that you're connected with on an empath level that is going through something. Um, yeah. I've I can tell to, you. Uh, I'm really, I'm, I really have to act, isolate myself. Because I'm, I'm so strong. And in my research, you know, I kind of, you know, there's different ver- different versions, different types of empaths. I'm more of a mm-hmm. spiritual empath. Um, but I have to isolate myself because of that. Because I will get physically sick from people's um, emotions, people's energy, if I mm-hmm. absorb too much of it. See, and that's, that's, I, mine is like different. Like I don't, I do get physically ill, but I can give you an example. When my sister was pregnant with her second child, I kept going to my doctor because my cycle was stopping. My chest was sore. I was getting bloated in my abdomen area. I got to the point where I was like, dang, man, am I pregnant? You know, I can't go through this. I'm too old for this right now. Like, what is going on? And I went to my doctor. My doctor was like, somebody around you is pregnant and you're getting the symptoms. The only person that was pregnant was my little sister. And it wasn't really that big of a deal because I was like, whatever, it's my sister. I'll deal with it. But I can tell you, having morning sickness with no pregnancy sucks. It's too <laughs> bad. Um, so, but it was one of those things where it's like you you absorb that stuff from people around you so you can get that physical energy. Um, it also says, ding, ding for Sheena, you are sensitive to difficult news and forms of media. That's yeah. why Sheena and me don't watch the news. That's why our current events be coming from like odd topics and NASA and all kinds of stuff besides the news. Because if we watch the news, it's I all going to be about never know what's the going war. on. Um, and yeah, then, by the way, there is no diagnosis for an empath. <laughs> you can't go to the doctor and be like, hey, 
I can read people. And they'll be like, oh, you're an empath. Just take this pill. No, it's not a medical disorder. It's a mind thing. And there are different levels of empaths, just like Sheena was telling y'all. You know, she's a spiritual. I am considered a psychic empath just because I can answer questions that I have no way of knowing. Um, But I don't feel like I'm psychic. I don't. I'm not a medium, y'all. I don't. If I was a psychic, I'd already be a lottery winner. Um, yeah, I say I'm spiritual because <laughs> of the depth that I can feel people' energy, and the fact that I can feel different presence around people or around people' houses and in people' houses. That's why I don't like going in people' houses because I can tell the energy when I go in there. Mm-hmm. So, as a child, used to scare the shit out of me. But now that I, I'm an empath, so and now I'm that you know it, that you're an empath, how young do you think you started to get your abilities? Now that you know what they are, uh, when I was young, like uh, like twelve, I started. Yeah, maybe about like between nine and twelve. So that's a normal time frame. So that feels really good to hear. Um, Y'all, I can remember being five years old and, and hiding under a table because I knew that my parents wanted us to go to a certain house that I didn't want to go to. And it was before... And nope, I would have been four because that's when the abuse had started. Um, And it was before any abuse had ever happened. And so I think that my empath abilities started because that person was in my presence a lot. um, and, And something about them triggered something in me that made me feel like I had to protect myself. Yeah, I remember... When me and my older brother was younger, we used to stay in Jersey at this time. I was about, maybe about five. And I remember this daycare that my mama used to take us to. It was like a daycare, maybe like the school. It was before, we wasn't in like kindergarten. It was before kindergarten. I don't remember, but I remember like there being like, I want to say nuns type people there that watched us or whatever. But I remember my mom telling us, my parents telling us, like, they didn't know what happened while we were there, but they just know that we were never happy when they came and picked us up. We was always, like, like something was wrong, and we would just tell them that we didn't want to go back. Like, and when they just didn't know what mm-hmm. happened, but they knew that something was off, so they never took us back. And I don't remember what happened. So maybe it started then. So it sounds like it did start then. It's strange that you can't remember what happened. But clearly it triggered some kind of instinct in your brain where you had to be able to move yeah, forward. Yeah, because I would ask, that. like, as we got older and my mom, my parents would tell us the story. We was, I would ask, like, well, what happened? And then we were like, I, they never figured out what happened, but they would just tell us that 
they knew something was wrong by the way we were acting and we would just say we never wanted to go back. We didn't want to go back. So they didn't make us go back. But we oh, never wow. told them what happened. Huh. Okay. So maybe I blocked really it out. Yeah, maybe I and blocked it out. And that's what I was just thinking. Maybe it was something so traumatizing that you had to block it out, but it did go ahead and immediately start that empathing for you. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's what it is. Empath, you know, arrives from some form of trauma. You're not going to, if you've never had anything traumatic happen, which I don't think anyone's never had something traumatic yeah. happen. I but think everybody's like, had something. Other traumatic stuff happens after that, that I do remember, but that was like the first, right. first memory I had. And it was before me and my older brother was in kindergarten. And I remember, only thing I remember about the time is remember the place standing out front of the building. The building looked like a church because I think it was like a daycare inside a church. And I remember my parents coming to pick us up and we were, I was standing on the step and we were just upset. And my parents was asking us what was wrong. And Was your little brother even say, born yet? Yes, but he wasn't old enough. But he didn't go. No, huh. he didn't go. So you know what it kind of sounds like to me? Do you remember how long you went there? I just remember that one time, that last time we was there, though. The time that we was, I remember Because I'm wondering if it's set. either, you know, like every summer they'll do like those three-week vacation Bible studies. Mm. I wonder if it was something like that. Because I can ask my a daycare would have allowed your younger brother, but he didn't go, you know? So it sounds like to yeah. me it was something like some kind of event for your age group. I'm going to ask my parents and see if they can tell us what that place was. They remember it, but they just don't remember what. They don't know what happened. And then we can Google it and look at public records and see if anything ever happened to that place. Yeah. Then we might know what happened to you. Ooh, and then we can can go beat them up. But we got to plan it. It's got to go on the Google calendar so that I know. Yeah, I got to. I got time. In a couple of months, I might be able to squeeze it in. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We'll put it on for April, tentatively. Okay. Um, <laughs> but so my very last question to you of the night, um, and probably the most interesting to me, is do you feel like being an empath is a blessing or a curse? Ooh. I want to say, I mean, I, I want to say it's a blessing to me because I appreciate the ability, and I love having the ability. I just, I need, I just want to learn how to better equip myself or uh, educate myself on the ins and outs of it. But I think it's a blessing to me to be able to have this ability to read people's energy and then protect myself accordingly. Okay. I mean, okay. at times, I, I sometimes I do. I just not be on the fence because sometimes it is a curse um, because I feel like I have to isolate myself from everything and everybody just to have a peace of mind. So to me, I guess my honest answer would be I'm on the fence of uh, both. It's a, it's a blessing and a curse. So I actually feel exactly the same way. Um, pretty much exactly what you just said. Um, I love the fact that I'm able to read people. I love the fact that I am able to know that they aren't good people prior to it happening. Um, I love the fact that 
I love people wholeheartedly with everything in me and that, you know, I can feel sometimes when they're not okay or that when they're down, I love that I can feel those things because it feels great to call somebody out of the blue and be like, yo, are you good? And then be like, no, how did you know? Like, I don't know. I just did. Um, see, I wish I had the colors like you did because I would have loved to see different colors. Listen, you'll, people, you'll get there. I just see spirits. Like when I was, you see colors. I saw dead people. So this is like, <laughs> I'm really jealous right now. Like I really wanted Let's to see, see some you. colors. I want to see some dead people. <laughs> like no. I do, I do. Um, listen, when you go no, to your parents, when you go get to- there, you will get there. What you have to do to start seeing the colors is you have to become at peace. With the fact that you're an empath. And you have to start dealing with everything. You don't want to be 10 and go to your dad and be like, hey, there's an unalive person in the bathroom that keeps keeping me up at night. (laughs) Sheena, you really, you really be seeing dead people? Listen, y'all, this podcast is about to be a little longer, but y'all will be all right. So you really be seeing that stuff? Because I never met anybody that did. I've met a me. I know a medium. So she can talk to the dead that are up there, but she's never seen the people. So what was well, that actually, like? I actually like didn't like you know physically like see them like I'm looking at you. You felt them, but I can feel them. That's like amazing, though. So how? Sorry, I have questions. Is that okay? And they knew, and they knew that I knew that they were there, so they would do stuff just to annoy me. Are you okay with me asking you questions? At 10, it was annoying. But, yeah. Go ahead. X away. Okay. Okay. So, because I've always wanted, I never, y'all, this is my first time learning this about Sheena. Um... (laughs) So this y'all the first about time she said it out loud. <laughs> oh my god, I broke the news, not in therapy, but in on a podcast to live to everybody in the world. <laughs> right, okay. right, but no, that's breaking news. Listen. Breaking news, Yang, she sees dead people. Okay, go ahead. Right, right. <laughs> I just see colors, guys. I'm not excited. Yeah. I, I what I do is just play with crayons all day. So um but, but no, it's so, okay. up colors. They light up. Does you see glitter? They do. No glitter, no glitter, but they're like neon. All the colors are neon, man. They suck. See, that's so Walk cool. Into, no, it's not. Walk into Walmart and it messes with your brain, man. You're just like red, 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 yellow, yellow, green, green, red, 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 orange. But what's the colors? Now, I would have been like, okay, what does the colors mean? Like, oh, okay. Level so, like, to goodness? There is. So green means that they're very spiritual with the earth. They love the earth. Those are your good people. So is yellow. Yellow means they're at peace. Um, that they don't have anything. They don't have any negative intentions in their life. Orange means to that they've done some not so good things. However, they try really hard to be a good person now. Red means don't deal. Don't talk to them. Um, and gray means that they don't believe in spirituality or God at all. Oh, okay. Now go to your question. Okay. So my first question, um, is when you feel it, do you know who the person is? Not all the time. No. So. 
Do you typically? Because most of the time, I might feel them in other people's houses, or like at the the younger when I was about ten, we moved into this house that had a presence there. I didn't know who it was. Later on, I found out that it was somebody had actually died in the house. It could have been them, but I didn't know like who they were. I just knew they were there. Has any of them ever made you feel uncomfortable, like scared? At first, yeah, but I got used to used to it, so no. Like now, I'm not. No, I'm not scared. Okay. At first, when I was like, okay, so let me. I guess I should tell you the story. At first, like with the one in the um the house we moved into, that one would do stuff like turn the water on, run the toilet paper round and round and round and round. You know, you have you hear the toilet paper on the rolls where you can hear them. Um. It moving, yep. so it would constantly do that, like at one, two o'clock in the morning, or at one o'clock in the morning when everybody else. And I was like, um, I never slept. I never slept at night. I had, a, I guess, insomnia because, like, most of when I was in childhood, most of my abuse came at night, where I would be woken up out of my sleep. So I was always scared to go to sleep. So I never slept at night. Right. So I was always up. So I would hear this. So they would at one o'clock in the morning. They would like turn the water on. I go in the bathroom thinking it was one of my brothers. They would be knocked out in their bed because I would go look and I turn the water off, go back in my room because I my room was right next to the bathroom. They'll do it again. I turn the water on. I'd be like, stop messing with the water. Turn the water off again. And then they will do the thing with the toilet paper. Do the thing with the toilet paper. And one time I seen them, it seemed like they were running through the house with a flashlight. Like, I would see this bright light go through the house. And, like, I didn't know, like, at first these things would happen. And I didn't really know that there were, um, like, a spirit there. But I would tell my dad these things were happening. And and I was like, Dad, there was somebody in the house last night running through the house with a flashlight. And he would look at me like I'm crazy. And I was like, no, nah, there was, he was like, there was nobody was in the house last night. Yeah, I, they were, had a flashlight and they were running through the house doing this with the light and he would think I'm crazy until one day he sat up and he heard um the toilet paper thing and then um but he didn't see anybody so he just thought I don't know if he thought I was crazy or that he would just be like was thought that was really odd but anyway I don't know if he believed me or not but after that I stopped being scared because I realized that they wasn't there to harm me Listen, so me and my friend Christina have talked about going to this. So, you know, me and you have talked about this before. There's a place uh, out here in Georgia um, that's like one of the oldest um, mental hospitals where they used to do like all the electroshock therapy and all that. And they give tours mm-hmm. now. And me and my friend Christina keep saying that we're going to go. I think you need to come with us. Really? But, like, I can feel them, and I can feel their energy inside. That's why I typically hate going to people's houses. Right. That I don't know who they are. Like, I never, like, and I guess 
that's why I don't have many friends or do things spontaneous. Could be like, let's go to this house party, let's go to this barbecue, or cousin might have a barbecue. Come over and like, mm. right? Yeah. Because then you're gonna I be you're gonna be out there with all of their <laughs> dead relatives, and and not because if they do have a presence or energy inside their house that I don't want to be sitting there and be like, and then it's affecting me, right? And I'm in the corner, or I get so overwhelmed that I'm just sitting in the car. And because I will leave, like I will walk. I do that I, was, too. I don't know how many times I'd be at a concert, or I don't go to concerts anymore. But I would be somewhere in public with someone, and they turn around, and I'd be gone. So have you call, ever? Like, Where did you go? Seen an entity, or do you only feel them? I only feel them. So okay, not, and I don't want to say entity on this next part. Have you ever seen a ghost? I've seen a ghost before. Just one time at the end of my bed. Well, kind of at the end of my bed. Um, and then I've probably seen one, but when I was younger, but like, like actually seen one. Like I'm looking at you. I can't remember. I can't recall. Okay. Yeah, mine was when I was young, and like my parents told me the next day that it was a dream. But I know that I was awake. You know what I mean? So, like, throughout life, I just kind of left her alone. They weren't doing anything scary. And honestly, like, as an adult, well, I don't want to say as an adult. Later in my early teen years, my dad showed me pictures of his parents because his parents had passed before we were ever born and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And I'm pretty sure it was his mom. Um, And she was just standing there at the end of my bed and she was looking at me. And I was like what do you what are you doing and she was just like and that was it and then she was gone it wasn't mm-hmm. you know that's i know that i hear a lot of stories about people that like the hag and stuff like that you know people that try to go to sit up and they can't and something's holding them down and they can't breathe oh yeah and i had that uh several times that's the only times i really get scared because like i can see i can feel like it's like a weight, right? People room, say that you can feel yeah, someone like on you shaking you, and you could you can't move, you can't scream or nothing. Like the night that um, <coughs> my son's father died, he came to see me. Like he was there when I got back to the house. I was very overwhelmed. Everything, but like he, um. He was there with me. He Have actually... you ever tried to channel any of those energies? No. Like, he lets me know when he's around because me and him would like to do music. And then when that night he died, like, I was listening to the music and, like, he turned the music all the way down. All the way down to let him know that I he was there because I was, like, talking out loud and just, like, couldn't believe that he actually had died and everything. But, like, he turned the music down, and I was like, is that you? And then he kept messing with the music. And every time he would let me know that, you know, he was there, he would just uh, turn the music down or pause the music because I stay listening to music. But, um, or he would move something. But that used to irritate me because he used to move my keys, and I used to couldn't find him. And I told him to stop moving my keys. So then he just stayed with messing with the radio. To let me know he was there. So I forgot the name of the type of empath, but there is a type of empath that can channel spirits. 
And it's not the spiritual one. It's something else. It's not the psychic. It's not the spiritual. It's that other hmm. one. And I, the reason I asked well, if I you ever tapped research. into that, because it might be no. something, and I'm not saying that you want to do it or nothing like that, but just keep in mind that that might be a gift that you're not aware that you've had your entire life. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things where if you ever needed that gift, it may be good to know how to tap into it. I don't know how because I don't have that gift. I can tell you how to tap into auras and see the colors around people because I have that gift. Um, but I have no idea. Well, teach me because I want to see colors. Listen, you say that, but man, it hurts your eyes. It gives you headaches. Every time I go like to stores and stuff like that, it's headaches. Like I'm super excited about my work trip coming up because I like work trips um, and I like who I do them with. But I know like we're going to stop at like Bucky's, and I'm going to love going there because I don't listen. I think that I should be a spokesperson for Bucky's. If you've never, have you ever been to a Bucky, Sheena? No. Girl, this is like a Walmart gas station. It's not, it's like. I know, I heard of it. It's phenomenal. They have the best, best beef jerky. But anyways, anyways, I know that we're going in there and I'm excited to go. What I am not excited about is while I'm in there, everything's going to be bright and I'm going to have a headache by the time we leave. And I'm going to have that headache for the rest of the day. Um, oh, you might need to keep that gift. That's what it does though. I would love to, uh. I want, you know what? I'm going to do some research because if I can tap into that, that would be kind of cool. It would be because, listen, and I only say that because there are so many people around you that would probably pay you really significant amounts of money to come to their house and tell you what to, what you tell them, what you feel or hear or tap into while you're there. The only problem is as an empath, you're going to have to learn to observe and not absorb when you're in that house. So you don't take those emotions back out that house with you. Or maybe you just need to take your own dirt with you when you go. Go. Yeah, I got to the point where I used to, even my friends and the people who've been around me um, on a daily basis, I'll be able to absorb their energy, like really absorb their energy, all of their feelings. Even so much it'd be in my dreams or I can read them or like I had one friend, she used to come to me. So I had this dream and I'll tell her what the dream is. I was like, oh, that means such and such and such. And then it, stuff started happening. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I really got scared. Even with my dreams, I used to dream of stuff and I'd be like, well, why did I have that in my head? And then it actually happened. So I just Googled um, it and you're a psychic empath. That's what the ability to feel spirits is as part of psychic empath. Um, and what you just mm-hmm. said, you know, like you were speaking on things and then they would happen and it was kind of scary. That is speaking things into existence. And that is part of a psychic empath. And that's why I'm very careful what I say about people or to people. Like, you're never going to hear me say I wish someone would pass away or lie about somebody passing away or things like that because that stuff really happens. Um, Yeah, I am. I'm very, very particular what what comes out of my mouth because I know the power of what, you know, what is said, it can happen. Mm -hmm. So that's like my biggest fear of me saying something. And then it actually happens. Yeah. Mine always does. Um, That's and it drives me absolutely nuts. Um, you know, and and it sucks because it's like people are like, oh, it's just because you know your own body or you know your own 
But no. But you know what? It's really scary because I can tell. Okay. I can't believe I'm about to tell you this on a live podcast. I know. So you're not just telling me. But... She's telling the world. Y'all, announce <sighs> Hold on. Let me see if any of my sounds are working. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see if the sounds are working yet. Um, Let's see. <laughs> nope. Sounds aren't you're working. You're so silly. So... Okay. All right. So, da, 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 news broadcast. All right. Go ahead. I can tell, and I don't have to be next to the person. I can just, if you come to me, you're telling me about somebody, I can pick up on their energy from your energy. Mm-hmm. But I can tell when they're about to cross over. Like past, and that scares the shit out of me. Like pass away, you mean? Yeah. Oh, so no, that's an empath mm-hmm. thing. That's not, and I didn't oh. bring that up because I don't like to talk about it either because it creeps me out. But like, I knew, I knew when my grandmother was about to pass. I knew when my dad was. I knew mm-hmm. when my dad was going to pass six months before he passed. Um. Yeah, like one time, like. My parents, my mom was actually telling me about something about her landlord at the time. This was a couple of years ago. She was like, oh, the landlord, they're about to go into surgery. And she was telling me about the surgery he got. And I was like, oh. And I was just looking at her. I was like, and she was telling me, well, after he gets out the hospital, he's supposed to come do this, that, and third to the house. And I'm just looking at her like, he's not coming home. He's not going to wake up from the surgery. I didn't say anything, but I felt it. Then next thing you know, like a couple of days later, she was like, he died from the surgery. He never woke back up. And I was like, I knew that was happening. So that's kind of weird. Like, you know, so does it just that, come to you happen. instantly or does it happen to you in dreams? Cause mine comes to me in dreams. Like, and it, it doesn't have to be like, I'm dead asleep dreams. Like you ever have those dreams where you're just like in your own mind as you're sitting there and something pops in your head and you mm-hmm. see the whole thing play out. Though that's what I'm talking about. That's what happens to me. Oh yeah, it comes in it comes in both forms. Like I can be talking with somebody or somebody can tell me talking about somebody and I can pull their energy from that person, especially if they're passionate about whoever they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like I can feel it from them that way. And I can also it'll also come to me in the dreams in dream form. Because that's when I'd be like, I'll wake up and I will call everybody. I will call, you know, your significant other, but like, hey, you all right? So, Check so in. your dreams right. don't and tell I used you to make who? Sure. No, I my dreams, my dreams would tell me. I wonder if that's a different they will level. in a way. They're will in a way, but it uses like my feelings. Okay, for example, it might be somebody like a family member. Let's say it's a family member, okay. like a, a or a friend or family members that's close to me, but it might not show that person. Like, let's say Robert is a family member, but if I feel the same way about Robert as I do John, then John may be in the in my dream. Gotcha. So it's like but levels. it's going to happen to Robert. It's gonna happen to Robert. That's why I wake up. I don't know who it is because, like, if I feel it could be somebody, you'll feel that, because oh, it's immediate family, John, but you don't know yeah. which family member, right? Because I could have been like talking to John before I went to sleep, right? And so John is on my subconscious brain. So John will be in my dream, but it's gonna be happening to Robert. But because I feel the same way about the same 
them the same way, then, you know, that's why it chose Robert or something like that. So I mean, John, you know, you get what I'm I saying. I always have the same exact dream. And the dream is me watching that individual walk into a white light. Um, oh. And it's always exactly the same. And it sucks because I never, it's not like I get it and then they pass instantly. I'll have the dream and then it's sometime within a year. So the sucky part about that, and I want you to think about this, is when I was pregnant with my daughter, I had that dream before I was 12 weeks pregnant. And so my entire pregnancy, I was like, you know, oh, I'm going to miscarry. It's not going to work. Da, da, da. So when I got so close to my due date and she was okay, I was like, oh, why would this dream happen? You know? And then I was like, oh man, she's going to pass when she's a baby and I'm going to be broken. And so then when she didn't make it, the people around me were like, you're way too calm. You're not dealing with this. And I'm like, listen, man, I knew this was going to happen. Like I saw it months ago. Mm -hmm. Same with my dad. You know, I knew what was going to happen with my dad long before I same with my grandmother. Um, I had, and I had those dreams about like friends that had gotten shot within a year and things like that. And so it's like one of those hard things where you can't tell anybody. I remember telling somebody one time, like, Hey, this person's going to die. And then when that person died, the person I had told that to quit speaking to me because they thought that I knew more than I told them, but I didn't. I had that dream where they walked into the white light. Um, but that's yeah, the hard that's part. why it's so tricky when you get messages because I get messages from them, and I would say something to a person, especially if you're around someone or you walking like me. That's why I stopped going into people's houses because when you go around and you feel that energy heavy on them, especially if they have a message and then like you portray that message and they're looking at you like, "How did you know that?" or "Why did you say that?" or "This something happens." I didn't have told them a message. It didn't play it out, and I didn't got a phone call back. It was like, well, how do you know that? Well, how did you ever knew to tell me that or say this to me? And I'd be like, uh, I can't really tell you how I know. It just know that I know. Right. You know? So it's like you get to a point where you do I say something or do you try to ignore it? That's why I stopped going because, like, it's hard to ignore it. But you don't, you know, and just to avoid, you know, having to say something about it it's just like i don't want to go over to your house <clears throat> this is this has been a really fun podcast guys i think my opinion is that we're going to add to this podcast on another night i'm gonna look at our schedule maybe like marchish aprilish we can add in a spirituality podcast and talk a little bit more about this stuff because I'm curious to know what other people around us, I want to do some research because I, I've never really looked into this stuff. You know, I just know what I feel. Um, so I'm gonna do some research and I think we should revisit this subject because it is phenomenal. And honestly, me and Sheena could probably sit here and talk about it all night, but I know that the podcast yeah. studio is not going to allow us to do that. Um, so <laughs> With that being <laughs> said, we are going to go ahead and end tonight's podcast. However, keep in mind, 
We will be back next Saturday morning at 7 a.m. with your current events. And we'll be right here next Saturday evening at 8 p.m. with our Yin Yang the Podcast regular topics. Um, in the meantime, if you have not already, please go check out. It'll post um, a little bit later tonight. Please go check out Sheena's interview from the podcast that she was on as a guest. Um, and go take a look at our page. I will get everything uploaded tonight. So within 24 hours, this video will be available to everyone to hear across all platforms um, that we participate in. Y'all try to have a wonderful night. Sheena, you have a wonderful night. Yes, you as well. And we will see y'all next week. Two people. Bye. Two Two opinions. opinions. Real talk. Real talk. Good night. Good night.